0: Hi, welcome to Bookie. To unlock more world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get seven days free trail with more features. Today we'll unlock the book Crucial Conversations, tools for talking when stakes are high. When people first hear the term Crucial Conversation, it may conjure up images of Apple and Google's lawyers fighting a patent dispute in court, Or politicians from various countries gathered at a round table in Geneva to hold an international conference. Although discussions like these indeed have a wide sweeping impact, they're not the subject of this book. The crucial conversations we're referring to are interactions that everyone experiences. They're the day to day conversations that affect your life, such as the following scenarios imagine that you are facing harassment from your boss, and if you choose to tolerate it, he will continue. If you fight back, the next day, he may fire you for walking into the office with your left foot first. Or at home, imagine that your spouse intentionally or unintentionally alienates himself or herself from you. If you choose to let the situation escalate to a cold war, then your marriage will be on the rocks. But if you fight back, it may just make your spouse withdraw even more. These situations are actually crucial moments in our lives, and the result of these conversations will have lasting positive or negative effects, leaving a huge impact on the quality of our lives. Unfortunately, most people do not handle crucial conversations in the right way. In this case, the book Crucial Conversations, Tools for Talking When Stakes Are High proposes two principles, clarify what you really want and create a safe atmosphere, that helps us seize every crucial moment in our lives. This book is co-authored by a team of four authors. Kerry Patterson did doctoral work in organizational behavior at Stanford University. He is a recipient of the 2004 William G. Dyer Distinguished Alumni Award from Brigham Young University's Marriott School of Management. Joseph Grenny has been a senior consultant in the field of corporate change research for more than 30 years. He is also a co-founder of a nonprofit organization which works to eradicate poverty around the world. Ron McMillan, an acclaimed speaker and senior consultant, is the co-founder of the Covey Leadership Center, where he serves as vice president of research and development. Al Switzler is on the faculty of the Executive Development Center at the University of Michigan and has helped dozens of Fortune 500 companies. After 20 years of research involving more than 100,000 people around the world, the team selected a group of great conversationalists, analyzed their common characteristics and behaviors in crucial conversations, and narrowed down a set of effective methods, which are the basis of this book. Next, we'll introduce the book in three parts. Part one, the purpose of mastering crucial conversations. Part two, the first principle of crucial conversations, focus on what you really want. Part 3 The Second Principle of Crucial Conversations Create Safe Environment First, we need to figure out what a crucial conversation is. The book gives three characteristics of crucial conversations, high stakes, opposing opinions, and strong emotions. In other words, when stakes are high, opinions vary, and emotions start to run strong, which transforms casual conversations into crucial ones. For example, You're talking with your boss about a possible promotion. You think that you should have been promoted a long time ago, but your boss thinks that you're not ready. At this time, you and your boss hold entirely different views. If this conversation ends in failure, not only will the promotion be impossible to obtain, it may also affect your career prospects. In this conversation, you probably have stronger emotions than your boss. The conversation at this moment is crucial. Based on these three characteristics, the following moments that happen quite frequently in life can involve crucial conversations, ending a relationship, giving advice to colleagues, or parenting a child going through puberty. Besides displaying the three characteristics, these conversations are crucial, because the results can have a huge impact on our quality of life. In some cases the stakes are fairly low at first, but with time and the strengthening of emotions, the relationship may eventually turn sour, thus turning conversations between the two parties into crucial ones. The ability to spot a crucial conversation, and to adopt prompt coping strategies for it, determines the outcome of those conversations. This in turn has a lasting and profound impact on our lives. There is a strange phenomenon in life, when things matter most, we tend to do our worst. That is when conversations move from casual to crucial we generally behave the worst. Why is this? In fact, this is caused by a chemical reaction in our brain, a survival mechanism that we inherited from our ancestors. Just like when our ancestors faced a threat to their survival, such as wild beasts, our body prepares us for a fight-or-flight response by producing adrenaline and diverting blood from other organs to our limbs. Unfortunately, at this time, The brain is in a state of lacking blood and oxygen and thus cannot function normally. This is why to this day, when our brain thinks that we're under attack due to opposing opinions and such, we still tend to handle crucial conversations with flying fists and quick feet, instead of with intelligent persuasion and gentle attentiveness. Moreover, crucial conversations are frequently spontaneous, and without the proper knowledge, it's hard to be resourceful enough to handle them. The good thing is that conversation skills can be learned. When faced with a critical conversation, many people are convinced that the choice is to either disagree and annoy the other person, or to remain silent and accept the unfavorable outcome. The book calls these two methods fool's choices. For example, at a company conference, the CEO proposed a plan that would most likely cause trouble. Some participants tried to dissuade the CEO from carrying it out. However, the rest saw signs that the CEO was irritated by the dissuasion and thus remained silent. What are the harmful effects of fools' choices? Head-on confrontation can ruin relationships, but silence is not a better choice. In a study of over 7,000 doctors and nurses, 84% of respondents said that they had seen medical staff take shortcuts during intravenous injections, not wearing their gloves and masks as required. However, the proportion of nurses who spoke up at this crucial moment was less than 8%, and the data for doctors wasn't much better. Most people are afraid to say what they really think. Yet any deviations or infractions may affect patient safety and in severe cases cause death. The consequences of avoiding crucial conversations can be severe, because it hinders the free exchange of ideas. And if you choose to fight, It will definitely exacerbate the conflict and make the situation even more uncontrollable. The ability to master crucial conversations is of great significance for entrepreneurs who are either starting or developing their business. The winners in business are those who can handle crucial conversations very well. This is because they can deal with difficult problems and at the same time strengthen relationships. Research shows that companies with employees who are skilled at having crucial conversations have obvious advantages. They respond five times faster to financial downturns and make budget adjustments far more intelligently than other companies. They also handle the crises that pose the risk of financial loss or even bankruptcy 66% more efficiently than others. Mastering crucial conversations can also improve our relationships and even our personal health. A 10-year follow-up survey showed that, helping couples learn to hold crucial conversations reduced the chance of marriage failure by more than half. Another five-year study showed that, for people with a terminal illness, a slight improvement in their ability to express themselves, and communicate with others accounted for a two-thirds decrease in mortality. So we've now covered part one. First, we discussed the three characteristics of crucial conversations, high stakes, opposing opinions, and strong emotions. Second, in the face of crucial conversations, people tend to make fool's choices. They either choose to fight and ruin interpersonal relationships, or keep silent and hinder the free exchange of opinions. Finally, research shows that mastering crucial conversations can improve efficiency, as well as improving your relationships, and even your personal health. This book offers two important principles for handling crucial conversations, focus on what you really want and create safe environment. Let's start with the first principle, focus on what you really want. The book tells us that in order to lead with our heart, we must begin with a serious and profound self-examination, because the only person we can directly control is ourselves. Therefore, from the very beginning, you need to dig deeper into your motives and identify your real purpose. And in the process of crucial conversations, focus on what you really want from beginning to end. Let's look at a scenario. Two children are desperate to use the toilet. The older sister says, I should go first, because I got here first. And the younger sister says, no, I should go first, because I can't hold it anymore. The two push each other around and argue for half an hour, which was long enough for them to have used the toilet several times. Both girls claimed what they wanted most was to go to the bathroom, but they did the opposite of that, completely forgetting their original purpose for the argument. Many adults are likely to make the same mistake. People tend to go astray in arguments and fail to achieve their goals. How can we ensure that we always focus on what we really want during a conversation, and that no matter what happens, we won't be distracted? One way is to ask yourself. In other words, You can get yourself back to your objective by asking yourself questions. We can ask ourselves, what am I doing, and what does it tell me about my underlying motive? What do I really want for myself? What do I really want for others? What do I really want for my relationship? Finally, ask yourself, how would I behave if I really wanted these results? These questions can remind us to focus on the goals that really matter. They can also reactivate our rational brain and help us focus on what we really want from the conversation. The other way is through contrasting. First, express clearly what results you don't want to see. Then clarify what results you want to achieve from the conversation. Finally, try to find healthy options to create this dialogue. For example, a wife wants to have a conversation with her husband, because her husband often can't fulfill his commitments. The first instinct in the wife's mind should be to ask herself, what is my purpose? I want my husband to become more dependable through this conversation. What do I want to avoid? I really want to avoid meaningless quarrels, which can be upsetting and will change nothing. Finally, she should give herself a more complex question, such as, how can I have a candid conversation with my husband about being more dependable, and avoid creating bad feelings or wasting our time? This method is called contrasting, which is often used to help fix misunderstandings. We've talked about how to focus on what we really want with the help of asking yourself and contrasting. Now, in case we've already experienced negative emotions like anger or fear, how can we stay focused? This requires emotional management. First of all, we need to clarify two points. First, no matter how eloquently you blame others, they cannot put you into an emotional state, because you and only you create your emotions. Second, if you can't manage negative emotions, you will fall hostage to them. Having said so, there is in fact an intermediate step between what others do and how we feel, which is known as subjective assumptions. We form feelings based on processed cognition, which leads to corresponding behaviors. Therefore, when we find ourselves caught in a cycle of negative emotions when speaking with others, we should consciously put aside these subjective assumptions and feelings, and return to the facts. In other words, we need to immediately pull ourselves back to our original goal when we deviate from the dialogue. Turning crucial conversations into actions also requires the guidance of clear goals. When acting on decisions, you need to consider the following four elements who, what, When? And how will you follow up? Assign a concrete task to an actual person. Don't just say, let's do this. If you don't assign a name to a responsibility, there's a good chance that nothing will be done at all. When you hand out assignments, be sure to have a specific deadline, rather than just saying, deal with it later. When using vague or unspoken deadlines, everyone might be so busy with other priorities that this task will be forgotten entirely. Be sure to spell out the exact outcomes you have in mind. The fuzzier the expectations are, the higher the likelihood of disappointment becomes. To help clarify these expected outcomes, use contrasting to explain what you don't want. Give more concrete examples rather than using figurative language. Finally, always agree on how often and by what method you'll follow up on the assignment. You need to give a clear plan about whether to confirm by email or report in person and at what stage you will check on the result. For example, call me on my cell phone when you finish your homework, then you can go play with friends, okay? Or let me know when you've completed your library research. Then we'll sit down and look at the next steps. Make sure the decisions talked about in crucial conversations are implemented effectively through clear action plans. That's all for the first principle of crucial conversations, which is to focus on what you want. In general, you need to examine yourself, and dig deep to find your motives. You can determine what you really want using methods of asking yourself and contrasting. After that, you must overcome your subjective assumptions and manage your negative emotions. Give clear statements when executing decisions. The conversation and the execution of the decision should always be guided by what you really want. Today we are just sharing Limited Bookie. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get 7 days free trail with more features.